The Right Optics by Silmo. Presented by Nick Koffer. Industry voices, insight and inspiration. From the leading trade show for eyewear and optics. Nice to have you along for this second episode of the third series of the Right Optics podcast by Silmo. As we look ahead to Silmo 2023, which is taking place in Paris at the end of September. As we did with Silmo 2022, we're talking to optical industry experts in the run-up to the trade fair, and then there'll be a string of episodes recorded on-site during Silmo 2023. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Jean-Philippe Sayag, CEO of ASEP Group. And I think the best place to start, Jean-Philippe, would be with you explaining what it is you do. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so glad to be here, Nick. So I'm the CEO of ASEP, and we digitize the optical shop. So that means that we help the uh, eye care professional for frame selection in order to select the eyewear. Uh, also, in order to select the lenses, the progressive lenses, we can do simulation in augmented reality. And finally, we can do a PD measurement for progressive lenses. So that means that uh, today, when you go to visit your optical shop, uh, you have 50% of the optical shops, they have an iPad, and they, they will help you in all the customer journey with that iPad. So this is what we do. Jean-Philippe, you, you look real on my screen. You, you sound real in my ears. You are real. You're not artificially intelligently created, are you? Well, I'm not even sure because, of course, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of things that I'm going to uh, talk about today uh, are perhaps written by artificial intelligence. And perhaps my speech was written by artificial intelligence. I hope that my voice is real. We never know. You sound real, you look real. Look, we're going to talk a lot about artificial intelligence. Let's start at the very beginning because we hear a lot about it in the media, particularly literally in the last two to three months. It's, it's exploded. What is it? Artificial intelligence, in fact, we heard about it because uh, ChatGPT uh, just arrived on the market and uh, it, you cannot spend a day without talking about it. And you always hear that the company is going to uh, launch a new product using OpenAI. But... What is it basically? So during years, we were talking about uh, artificial intelligence, but it was not really artificial intelligence. It was just uh, an algorithm. So that means every time that you had an algorithm, you say, oh, it's artificial intelligence, but uh, it was not. But the difference as of today is uh, uh, artificial intelligence is very quick, is very performant. Today, uh, artificial intelligence can write a speech, a text, an article, much better than what we can do. So or not much better, but at least uh, in, a, yeah, uh, in a very good way. So that's why we, we, we hear about it. But uh, what is artificial intelligence when we talk about optical business? Artificial intelligence, it's a new way to do some tasks or jobs that we don't want to do, or to do some simple jobs that we uh, have no time to do anymore. And this is why I think we are talking about artificial intelligence for eye care professional, because uh, uh, you have a lot of new products using artificial intelligence doing quite a very good job. Or is it to replace people? That's a question, in fact. Uh, on TV or in the newspaper, we are always uh, talking about it. Uh, you have two, uh, two kinds of people. So you have uh, open AI, technological people. They say, wow, it's wonderful. I can do so many things thanks to AI. And you have uh, other one. But do not want to use it. They do not even try it. And most of all, they say it's going to replace a lot of jobs. I don't think so. I don't think so. And, uh, you know, when, I, when I've created my company, I learned during my business school that uh, first, you need to find a problem. When you have a problem, you find the solution and you can create your company. 
For AI, it's exactly the same. In fact, AI will perform where we are not good or where we need something. And I don't think it's going to replace job, and uh, I'm sure we will talk later about it. I, can if, I, I do even think that it's going to create jobs. Uh, but uh, if we talk a little bit more about IKEA like, professional and uh, artificial intelligence, uh, let's talk about uh, iExam. Today, in France, in some cities, you need to wait for six months in order to get an appointment. Do you think it's normal? No. And it's not good because that means that you are going to wait a long, long time before getting the right prescription. But we know that thanks to AI, if you go to Silmo, you will find product that can do a, a eye test very quickly, very easily. And for 90% of the case, it's going to be accurate. So I think that it can help us to, to provide the right service. And this is more what artificial intelligence is going to do. We are not going to replace the eye doctor. We need eye doctors. We need them to uh, do operation, to do surgery, cataract, to take care of uh, lots of pathology. Uh, but if we can help eye doctor to be concentrated on real job, uh, artificial intelligence will be successful. But I like my optician. I recently uh, had my eyes tested. In fact, I'm wearing the new frames as we speak. And I quite enjoyed the experience. It was very, very rigorous. I was in for about an hour. There were loads of machines and things flashing at me and colours and it was quite dramatic. And we arrived at a conclusion, which means I can now wear these, uh, these very focal lenses. It seemed to be pretty complete. If I was sitting there, I'd be wondering what artificial intelligence could add on top of what this lovely optician gave me. In fact, as you notice, I don't know when you have been to see your optician, but as you notice, uh, you were not alone in the practice. So that means people were waiting and you have people, uh, you know, if you want to do your job well, you need at least one hour. And if you want to do it very well, you need one hour, 30 minutes. And if you're meeting me, you need about two and a half hours because I talk so much. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's, it's even worse. So um, um, in fact, uh, there are many things that your IKEA professional has done. And it was not done, uh, I, I would not say perfectly, but uh, uh, for example, he's going to ask you what you are doing for a living, if you are driving. If you, uh, what kind of exercise do you know? Do you drive? How many hours? Do you think that it needs to do that? Don't you think that it can done by artificial intelligence? Because thanks to that, thanks to that uh, questionnaire, uh, it will be able to select the right design of progressive lenses. And that's the key of the customer success. Then you have also technology because uh, uh, you know that uh, uh, today your, uh, the, the patients, they don't want to read newspaper anymore. They want to read their smartphone. And we looked at the notification of our smartphone 200 times or 300 times per day. And uh, what does it mean? That means that you need to take some time in order to ask the customer and do a PD measurement holding an iPad where the camera is going to follow at your eyes to know exactly where you are looking at to give you the perfect design of progressive lenses. So once more, it's time. But uh, thanks to artificial intelligence, we are able to provide a better service. And uh, 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 one example, I don't know how it was for you and how you select your eyewear, but uh, you know, one third of the people, they cannot see themselves in a mirror when they select an eyewear. So that means to select an eyewear, it can be anything from 10 minutes up to two hours because you don't know which one. And of course, it's important because you are going to keep your eyewear during two years. So you need to do the right selection. Don't you think that with AI, we can simplify, we can help you to select the eyewear so we can save some time and that time 
that you spend the two hours that you are going to spend with the uh, uh, with your optician to select the eyewear, I don't think it was very important. It should have been done in a quicker way. We'll come to the question of of choosing eyewear shortly, but just looking back briefly again at this question of, of vision analysis. Uh, is there a case for saying that artificial intelligence can also enable doctors to spot things sooner, earlier, when they're easier to treat? Yes. So uh, there, there, there is, a, I saw on Silmo last year, so the first uh, artificial intelligence company where they do a, a complete image of your eye. And thanks to, because they have, they have worked on millions of pictures, of photos. So they can detect very small dot that looks nothing, but they know that there is 20, 30, 40% risk of a, a specific pathology. So in fact, you know, it's like radiology. In fact, the more picture you are working on, the better you are at the end. And uh, we have already the first doctor using it. When I say the first doctor, I'm talking about thousands of doctors already uh, uh, embracing that technology. And the more they are going to use it, the better they will be at the end. And that's fantastic because you know that uh, when we are talking about your eyes, the sooner is the better. If we find the pathology, we need to detect it very early in order to solve the problem. If the first, uh, the first uh, cause of blindness, it's time because we are, waiting to, we, are, we are waiting for a long, long time before finding the pathology and before treating it. And once I have that diagnosis and that prognosis, does AI also mean that I won't have to keep going back uh, to the doctor or to the optician? Can I, can I actually carry on being checked from home? For optical business, no. Uh, for eye care, uh, for the eye care industry, I don't think so. Uh, first, because uh, you have a huge risk and even... Uh, uh, they, they, even if you try to take uh, today, you can take your temperature, you can take your blood pressure, you can do a few things, but you don't do uh, then any analysis because if you do any mistake, it's a real problem. So for optical business, I don't think so. Uh, it will not. And one more thing, it's uh, we are talking about uh, analysis of the vision, but analysis of the vision that does not mean that we are going to replace the eye doctor. That means that we are we have a kind of assistant eye doctor assistant, and that assistant will be a virtual one. Uh, he will use um, artificial intelligence. And now, uh, even uh, when we do the vision detection, very often, it's, uh, uh, the eye doctor is using it. They are using their computer. They load the picture, look at what the AI found, check it, and they are much more uh, efficient thanks to that. So, no. Uh, in fact, when we are talking about uh, health, uh, I do think that all the improvement on artificial intelligence needs to be used by an eye doctor. The idea is not to take someone who is not a doctor and you are not going to become a doctor thanks to artificial in intelligence. You are just going to do some simple task that uh, artificial intelligence can solve. And talking of improving vision, the, the second part of the conversation around artificial intelligence, I mean, we say that, uh, that uh, IA is going to improve the world. Is it really going to improve vision? For example, with, with smart products, some of which I saw last year at Silmo. It's not new, first, because uh, we had uh, a few years ago uh, lots of smart glasses to improve vision. But thanks to artificial intelligence, it's really incredible today. Uh, we can really find uh, some solution uh, when you have lost a part of the vision. And today, thanks to artificial intelligence, you can do a diagnosis. Uh, you know where you can see. We can project the image 
in the good part of your eyes. And so that means that you can walk, you can read, and uh, it changes your life. So we can really see that uh, uh, the uh, artificial intelligence can really enhance the vision. So now the real question is, uh, can we go much further? Yes, perhaps. I don't think like Elon Musk that we will be able to uh, uh, put a chipset in your, on your brain and you will be able to see. Uh, but um, at least thanks to uh, some smart glasses, we are going to solve a lot of problems. Talk to me about conservative customers and patients and conservative opticians. Uh, I've learned in the process of doing these podcasts that the optical industry is, is quite traditional, although also very forward thinking. But you do have this contrast between you know, a very traditional conservative side to it. And then I also think about the kind of people going into opticians, perhaps one of my parents who are in their late 70s, and they're going to be faced with a new AI world as well. Is there a challenge in, first of all, getting opticians to adopt it? And second of all, getting people to trust it? I don't think that there is a challenge. What's, what's more, as I said at the beginning, if artificial intelligence can solve a problem, uh, the doctor will adopt it. And uh, today, the, uh, the eye doctors, you know, they are not happy if uh, you have to wait six months to, uh, to visit them. They are really not happy. So if they can improve the way they can practice and if they can improve the number of patients they can have without any risk, they would do it. And that's why I think that so many eye doctors are already using AI, you know, with a system of uh, image uh, detection to find some the right pathology. Why? Because they know that they save time. Um, about the eye exam, it will be the same. Today, I don't think that uh, an eye doctor should do an eye exam and spend 10 or 15 minutes to do an eye exam with a customer. It should be done with an AI. And then, of course, the eye doctor will check what the AI has done because the AI can do mistakes, at least at the beginning, but later it will be less and less mistake. So I don't think that uh, we have a conservative doctors. Uh, I think that uh, when you are doing medicine, when you are a doctor, you need to leave. You, you have so many improvements every single year that you need to follow all the, um, all the disruption that will arrive on the market. And uh, uh, in the medical world, we had so many disruption. I mean, we can solve so many problems compared to 50 years ago. Uh, of course, uh, they, will, uh, they will adopt uh, AI. Then the second part about your, your parents that perhaps uh, may be worried or they will not trust AI. Uh, yeah, that's a possibility. But um, first, I don't think they will realize that it will be AI. And if AI can solve the problem, uh, I think they will be happy. Because today, to find the solution to your problem, it can be anything from yeah, seven days up to one month, six months to find the right specialist to answer the right question. And, you know, when I've created the company, it's always remind me uh, uh, something. Uh, when I created the company, I installed the first internet connection. It was in 94. You had to buy a modem. Then you had to connect the modem on a telephone line to connect it on your computer. You needed to be good in computer to make it work, to dial a number, and then you have a strange voice. And after that uh, strange noise, you, have, you can see 50 or 60 words. And uh, I found recently a lot of articles from Newsweek, from a lot of magazines and newspapers. And, um, and they were talking about it and say, listen, internet is not going to work. It's going to be the, the biggest failure of the century because my mother will never be able to, uh, 
to uh, to buy a modem and to be connected on the internet. And it, of course, that was a huge mistake because uh, not only my mother but even my grandmother was on Facebook. They were on Facebook. So uh, today we just see a small part of the iceberg. So it's going to be better and better, and it's going to give an incredible service to the patient. So for sure, they will adopt it. What about cost? Because adopting new technology can be very, very expensive. Obviously, you're suggesting it will save uh, time and hence save money. But surely many of these technologies that you talk about are going to be very, very pricey. I don't know if it's going to be very pricey. For example, for an eye exam, what is the price? The price is a machine you are going to use anyway. You need to to buy those machines. So it's not uh, you need to have a projector, you need to have a refractor, you need to have uh, many equipment. So if you do it with or without AI. Then you need what? You need a computer and software. So then everything will be about the price of the software. Uh, of course, all the people, all the companies that are going to promote uh, that, uh, those kind of service, uh, they will need to adapt according to the service. Uh, you cannot charge uh, the same price 10 minutes with an eye doctor or 10 minutes with, with AI. I think that the real problem is um, it's not so expensive to create. In fact, you need to have good uh, developers, good engineers. Uh, but the problem is the database that you are going to use. So for example, when you are an eye doctor, uh, if we want to learn how to detect cataract, how to detect uh, those kind of pathology, uh, you need to have about 1 million pictures. How do you get 1 million pictures? And you know that with a GDPR, uh, it's even more difficult. So that means that you need to make your customer sign a paper to make sure that you can use it and use it. And today we still do not have an AI act in Europe. Because with that AI act, perhaps they will decide that the people who participate uh, to give their pictures, they should have, uh, they should collect a price because they are part of the model that we are going to create. So there are many uh, different things. Uh, for me, if you looked at AI right now, it's really inexpensive. I mean, uh, all the people using AI, when you do an eye exam with AI, it costs you perhaps one or two euro and. If you do it yourself, it will cost you seven, eight euros. So uh, no, uh, AI is really inexpensive today. It's uh, uh, even open AI, ChatGTP. Uh, it's uh, it can be free. Or uh, in the company, we pay twenty dollars per month per employee. But I can tell you, I'm saving a lot using it. It feels like AI has been a long time coming. We've been talking about it for 20, 30, 40 years in films, and it also feels that in very, very recent times it's come very quickly. So instead of talking about years ahead, we're now talking about months. And actually, it feels like days and hours as well. But also AI has been used in and around the optical industry for some years already, hasn't it? I'm thinking about the in-store experience. Yeah, you're right. In fact, um, it's funny. But um, uh, as I said at the very beginning, uh, one third of the customer cannot see themselves in a mirror. And in fact, when you have a problem, companies, AI, computer science, we try to solve them. And for, for sure, it's very funny because uh, uh, we are doing virtual try-on for already 10 years. So that means 10 years ago, uh, you could go on a website and you could see yourself with different uh, uh, eyewear. The, what is the difference between yesterday and today? Why we are talking about it today? Why? Because before, when you were doing it 10 years ago, the quality of your smartphone, of the camera, was so poor. You could not really see the, the eyewear on your face. Today, it's incredible. Uh, number one, when you are using your smartphone, you can e we can even put a filter and you are nicer than the reality. So you like to see 
because you are nice. Uh, uh, we put a, a slight suntan, and so you are happy and you want to buy uh, eyewear. But uh, the most important thing is that uh, thanks to AI, we can do much, much more. Number one, we detect the gender and the age and the face shape. So that means we can give a good recommendation to the customer. Because if you go on a website and you have 5,000 uh, SKUs, 5,000 eyewear, how do you want to select? You need AI to help you. And so that's why it starts to be very, very popular. And it's very popular because it can bring traffic to the store. Because, uh, of course, the, the, the goal of the virtual try-on, it's not to buy online. You need to touch your eyewear. You need to try it. It's just to create a link between uh, the consumer and the optician. And the optician will be able uh, then to sell the right eyewear to the customer. So you're right. Virtual try-on is, uh, is there for a long, long time, but uh, we are talking more and more about it. And for the brands, surely it's going to be a powerful tool as well. I mean, for forever and ever, brands have tried to find ways of making their products stand out in store, whether it's with you know, in-store marketing or, or displays or whatever it may be. They've been doing that forever. With AI, are they going to be able to get to the consumer much sooner, right at the beginning? Perhaps a, a chain has 20, 30, 40 brands and the brand can actually access their consumer and, and, and in effect, weight the process so the consumer will end up with their frame as opposed to a competitor. Yeah, I think that for brands, it's incredible. All the possibilities, it's really incredible. Uh, we can do so many things. If you just take, a, um, yeah, an average optical shop, they have, I don't know, 5,000, 10,000 email address, telephone number. They know what kind of eyewear they bought. So if they know that they bought uh, an eyewear uh, to do biking, for example, every time that they receive a new collection, they have the power to send a text message and the people can try on. So it's really incredible. But also, I think that it's just the beginning because uh, we have uh, very soon, an, um, in September, we will have Silmo. And when Silmo will be there, why we don't show the new collection that will be available in three months to the consumer to say, hey, I'm just at Silmo, I'm your optician, and I've selected some eyewear. What do you think about it? Please press that button. When I will receive it, I will call you so you can have a look. So it's good. And also today, uh, you know, when, when you create uh, eyewear, it's a, it's a difficult process because first you, you, you draw it, you design it, you show it. Then you ask manufacturer to produce it. And then you receive it, you do some modifications, show it to opticians, they can order, and then you manufacture that. So the process is about six months. Why? We can just do a drawing 3D, we create that eyewear, and we can send a, a this to 10,000 customers and say, what do you think about it? And we can select the right model automatically. And finally, I can give you a last example because a, a company contacted us uh, last month about it. And, uh, you know, when you... Uh, very often you manufacture eyewear and sometimes you don't know why, but you miss the target. So you have a lots of inventories of one or two models and nobody bought it. Uh, but perhaps they are good model. It's just that the optician decided not to buy it. If you provide, if you provide the uh, ECP, the eye care professional with, um, with a tablet, he can propose it to any customer and he, he knows that within 24 hours he can receive that eyewear. So that means it's also a very good system to sell inventories uh, that were impossible to sell before. And also to prevent uh, having overstock on frames that haven't worked. Exactly, exactly. And uh, you cannot imagine, uh, I, I talk to so many brands, it's very strange. Sometimes you have uh, some collection, it works in South of France, but not in North, in Eastern parts. But thanks to that, you, you will be able to detect the right fashion and where it will be. 
And then finally, you know, we talk uh, a lot about um, uh, about artificial intelligence on text, but do not forget about uh, what is possible with artificial intelligence on vision. Today, you can uh, load all the collection of uh, frame that you have designed and say, please give me a, a ethnical aspect. Uh, go in that direction. And artificial intelligence can create 100 of models, but it can give you some ideas. It's not going to draw you the perfect eyewear, but it's going, it's going to help you to save time in order to create a new collection. I'm sure that your potential clients often talk in terms of it being exciting and also scary, particularly for clients who haven't entered this uh, sort of technological realm. And I wonder, as a final thought, whether there's some advice you can give to someone listening to this right now who, who's toying with the idea, who's thinking, yeah, I quite fancy a bit of that, but I just don't know where to start. Mm, tough question. But I think the first, before deciding, am I going to use AI or not using AI, just try it. Every time you have a problem, you know that it's going to be a long time for you to solve it. Use AI. Check if it can solve some problem. And you will see where AI is good and where AI is not good. So I think this is going to be the first one. Then uh, you will realize that AI, as of today, can do some very good text, very good things. And there are also aspects where AI is not good. So don't say that, oh, it's not good for that. Uh, I cannot tell you what AI will be in 10 years. I know that today it's a fantastic tool, especially for social networks. The problem is today, where you are, when you are an optician, you need to be a very good optician. You can, need to be an accountant. You need to be, uh, uh, you need to, to do all the job you are managing the company and the social network and the marketing. Today, AI can solve it in a few seconds. So uh, it's, it's really uh, very important for you. And finally, what I would say is, um, uh, just go, uh, come at a Silmo, go on Silmo next. Look at all the AI available. At least you will be able to have a real opinion of uh, the new product that are available today. And also you're very modest because you've missed also a key piece of advice. Come and see you. Uh, if anybody listening to this would like to come and access your services, your, your expertise and your experience, Jean-Philippe, how best to find you? Uh, the best is uh, either to call us or to write us an email, info at acep.tech. Uh, just tell us, help me with AI and I will have someone to call you back. And uh, the best, really the best would be uh, come to Silmo. Come to Silmo, visit us, uh, because we will be able to show you all the, new from, all the new software from our company, but also from other companies, because uh, I'm talking about AI, but there are many companies at the Silmo doing uh, wonderful AR technology, and we will be able to introduce you to them. That email address is info at ASEP, which is A-C-E-P dot tech, which is T-E-C-H. I think we've barely, barely scratched the surface here, Jean-Philippe. We've also done this podcast in French, if you have French colleagues who you'd like to point in the direction of the French podcast. And actually, both episodes are very different. And even in the, the hour in total that we've spoken in French and in English, I feel like we're only just starting. I look forward to seeing you at Silmo in Paris at the end of September. And I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. See you soon. And if this is the first time that you've listened to The Right Optics by Silmo, you can go back and listen to previous episodes. We spoke to Sebastian Brousset in the last episode, a really fascinating talk around technology in the optical industry, 3D printing and, and much, much more besides. All of the episodes contain great guests who are right at the heart of your industry. And if you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to also click on follow. That means that you'll get notified of all future episodes. There'll be a few between now 
and Silmo 2023, and then a series of episodes recorded on site during the trade fair itself. Come and see us in Villepin towards the end of September. If you want any information around Silmo, just go to silmoparis.com or look for Silmo Paris on all social networks. Thanks again to Jean-Philippe for being such a brilliant guest. Hopefully you'll join us for the next episode. But for now, from me, from the Right Optics by Silmo, it's goodbye.